Welcome to the final installment in our Musical Moon Day mini-marathon. Yay! This time, Calvi and I are reviewing Sailor Moon Super S Yume Senshi I-A-N-E. I think I pronounced that right. Sure. <laughs> I was going to do a Lola impression, but then I couldn't think of anything fast enough. <laughs> uh, guys, I cannot believe I am about to say this, but I loved this show. It was actually entertaining. It was really awesome. Uh, yeah, the music was great. The dancing was sometimes unnecessary, but super. Still good. Yeah, super well executed. Uh, can we talk about that David Bowie tiger eye? Hello. Damn. Uh, honestly, the only thing I was disappointed in were the civilian outfits worn by the inner senshi, uh, which were atrociously ill-fitting and plaid, and the fact that Hotaru, aka Miss Dream, never actually turned into Sailor Saturn, even though they made a point of being like, we think she might be Sailor Saturn, and the other outer senshi maybe wanted to kill her? Unclear. Uh, but that gets fixed in the Kaitabon of this, which I'm now like super jazzed to watch, because... I really liked this show. It was not horrible. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again to everyone who came and saw us at Anime Los Angeles this weekend. Uh, we had such a good time meeting everyone at our panels and at our signing, which yeah. was really well attended. It was awesome. We actually signed stuff. We did. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to this show because you met us at ALA, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this crazy, magical ride. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I mean, they don't really put any of the like background songs. I mean, they they'll sing Moonlight Densetsu as yeah. like a uh, a fan, service, a fan song. service number, yeah. But they don't do any of the other songs really. I don't know if in the Stars Muse they sing Sailor Stars, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, they um they did play in the new Muse. They played her transformation music from the show. I know from the nineties. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they do that in the old ones too. Right, right. So yeah. I don't understand why they couldn't work in Moon Revenge. Yeah. Or, or work in a little uh, heart moving, which is the best closing theme that ever happened in all of Sailor which Moon. Which series is that? The very first closing theme. Oh. But you may know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I like that one best of all of them. <laughs> but I do like the remix of um, uh, uh, Pri Moon Prin Princess Moon on that's on the 20th anniversary CD. That one's a, that's a really really good cover of it. Just like the cover of La Soldier on that CD the is badass. The cover of badass. La Soldier is great on that one because of all the electric guitar. The what's the princess one? That's not the weird like uh, da, 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 Oh yeah, cuz I know that you and Lola hate the one <laughs> that is the um like the weird lullaby Oh, the, the lullaby version of Otomano Policy, which yeah. I like Otomano Policy the way it is in the, as a closing song yeah. in actual 90s Sailor Moon, but I do not like the cover of that. Because it's weird. It's, it's all breathy. Yeah. Well, and the girl that sings that is the girl that was the first voice right. to sing uh, In Love with the New Moon. Yeah. But then finally, like then it was um, Sailor Galaxia's uh, Seiyu from the 90s, mm -hmm. and then it was uh, Momoclo. Right. And I really like the Momoclo version I of it. I like the Momoclo one too, but I believe, and I think I said this mm -hmm. on the show, is that like it just... All of the versions started getting to where I wanted them to be, mm -hmm. but they never 
quite got there. If yeah. I could take the orchestration from, I think it was the second run, uh, where see, they had a full like orchestra. See, and the a lot first of guitar. one, the first one had a full orchestration and a lot of guitar. The second one had a lot of synth. Okay, then I need the f- orchestration from the first one, <laughs> yeah. and I need the Momoclo vocals, vocals. Yeah, and then it would be a perfect theme song. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I do. I that song really, really grew on me though, because like at first I was, I was a little. Uh, about it yeah. because I loved Moon Pride so much. Right, Moon but, Pride was so heavy. Once I, I, it was kind of like um, in Attack on Titan. Uh, oh, the second, the second, opening. the second opening in Attack yeah. on Titan took a little while to grow on me, but now like I prefer. Uh, Wings of Freedom to the to the first opening, yeah. Because like once you hear the full, but you have to hear the full yeah, version the full is the version. thing that sucks. And that's the thing is that the full version of In Love with the New Moon is like so good. Oh, see, I've never heard the oh, full version. Oh, it's so good. The bridge the is amazing. There's this whole crazy electric guitar solo. Oh, like it's see, so good. Then I need to listen to the full yeah, version yeah. probably. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, really good. <laughs> Much like this, like this musical. musical. I must say, what the hell happened? I'm genuinely shocked. I I'm astounded. I am genuinely shocked that this was actually a good show. Um, I legit really liked this, yeah. and like, very bold statement. And I understand that. So for me, with the new muse, yeah. Amor Eternal is far and away my least favorite. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked this better than Amor Eternal, actually. <laughs> like, if I'm being totally honest, I think there are parts of Amor Eternal that I would like to have seen in right this. like pegasus being an actual person and not a, a laser light show that would cause right, everybody right. in the audience to have a seizure yes yes yeah but um, and, the, and again it was like in a more eternal like i really liked all of the stuff with chibiusa and pegasus and i liked the stuff with the outer guardians but i was just so underwhelmed by the inners yeah and i didn't and the amazon trio. and i didn't like the i mean here's the thing I liked the Amazon trio, but I didn't feel like the Amazon trio, even though they were strong performers, mm-hmm. I don't think they were as good as the Amazon trio was in this. Well, yeah, because the Amazon trio in this one got a lot more to do, I think. They did get they did get more to do. They got more to do as villains. Yeah. Like that's the they thing were was scary. Yeah, the Amazon trio in uh in Amor Eternal, like they were very funny. Their costumes were great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were these beautiful ladies cross-dressed as men, and, <laughs> and the girl that was Rubius was in it. Like I yeah. so like I liked them and I did like the scene where they talked about gender fluidity in Amor Eternal, yeah. which was not handled well in this no, at all. No, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> um but in this, like, the, and they're funny in this too. They're yeah. really funny. Yeah, they they have a really nice, a good balance. They have of such being a good balance. Funny and being actual scary villains. Exactly, and I mean, yeah, because they like turn on a dime yeah. to get real evil in this real fast, yeah. and was, not in a way that felt unjustified. No, I was really afraid for the children in the audience when Tiger's Eye was oh like, oh my god, in the audience being like, dude, Hi, you're here forever now. I was into that tiger's eye. <laughs> it was so weird because like I was watching him and I was like, he's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then the more he was on stage, I was like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then his he took off that stupid coat and you could see his abs and I was like, yeah. yep. Yep. Into it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it's like a it's a David Bowie um, thing. I okay, think. so the actor who plays him, uh, uh Ryuji uh Kasahara, uh is one of the freaking Manechas. <gasps> no. Yes, yes. In the Dracula musical? Uh, or in one of in the uh, not in the Dracula musical. One of the original um, Manechas. One of the original Manechas. You oh. know who he is, though? You know who he is? Is he the wrestling one in the singlet? Uh, no, oh. he is in the Dracula musical. He is Professor Tomoe. <gasps> Hot Professor! <laughs> yes. No wonder! 
jacket. He was still really good looking. Yeah. Like, wow. and his whip tricks were freaking awesome. I thought that they weren't real when he first showed up mm-hmm. in the park with everybody. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a sound effect. Uh. And then opening of act two when we did the big circus bit and mm-hmm. he popped balloons with a whip mm. for realsies. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you had my curiosity and now you have my attention. Yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> and everybody did circus tricks too. That yeah, well part. that, so that actor also uh, was Kunzai in the re- in the revision of Dark Kingdom Gaiden Fukatsuhen. Okay. Because basically with that musical, uh, the guy who played Kunzai originally, uh, in, once they did the revision, played Mamoru. And he's still playing Mamoru at this point. This is the same guy that went on to play Dracula. Okay. Um, so that is the same Mamoru from, Same Mamoru from, from the, the last, last one. one, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. At first I was like, I think oh, he had a better not... haircut in this one or yeah, a better wig. He looked, like, he, less did, dad. he looked less creepy dad, yeah. for sure, for but sure. But he still wasn't cute. And, and he and Anza have, like, very believable chemistry. Yeah, that's the thing that's so upsetting, I think, is that, like, I, lo- I would be so into them being in love with each other on stage if he yeah. didn't look so much older than her. Yeah. It was better in this one i think maybe they did his makeup differently or or yeah they definitely or, or you know she was a little older and yeah you so know this, maybe it evened out because this was 95 and the last one we talked about was 94 i think these these had like a full year in between them okay. so yeah, but this so- this was the next story that they did so basically like <laughs> it was so interesting because sailor moon s they like half committed right to the story and it and just didn't do anything really. Mm-hmm. It was just like a bunch of people on stage, and there wasn't really any conflict. <laughs> right. And it was just confusing and weird. Like there was no Pharaoh ninety. There no, was no right. No Hotaru. Yeah, it was just like Kalanite the evil tent. Like yeah, you know basically. I mean? Yeah, we didn't even really have a justification about of like a mad scientist trope. No. He's just like I'm taking my evil watermelon and going home. Yeah. Yeah, it so. was very, it was very, very <laughs> odd. Uh, That's why it's so surprising that I this know. was so much better. Well, in this one, they they do basically all they take are like some names and relationships from the dream arc, but they make it their own. Yeah, and unla- in unlike a really the, like good way. Unlike the old muse that we've watched so far, Dracula's included. Yes. Uh, Even though I have to tell you that uh, the, re- the the revision of the Mew we talked about last week that includes Dracula, because that's what the first Dracula musical is, oh, is literally just a revision of that first right. Sailor Moon S musical, yeah. but with Dracula is better with Dracula, as we previously discussed, Yes, which is unbelievable right. to me. We straight up said we missed Dracula, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to hang myself mm-hmm. because I was like, I can't believe those words came out mm-hmm. of my mouth. Um, but... Uh, all the old muse that we've watched so far, their biggest downfall is that like they try to be the show, right? But then and they... then also try to be their own thing, exactly. And they always add all of these totally unnecessary, unnecessary characters. original characters. Yeah. Whereas in this, instead of adding unnecessary original characters, they just gave a storyline to Hotaru who had not been in the muse at all before yeah. that fit her into this story and it worked incredibly well. I was really impressed with that because when she showed up I was like, "Oh, how is this going to work?" Right, right. But then it turned out they just basically shifted the uh, whole Mistress 9 thing to this in a way. Right, exactly. To, you know, Nehalenia being like, "Oh, she's like my vessel yeah. on earth." Right. And I'm so, Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, and it's and the thing is too that you know, the idea was so Hotaru is basically then they never call her Hotaru. No. Um, but they suspect that she is Sailor Saturn in the revision of the show, she does turn into Sailor Saturn. Okay. I read a little about the revision. The revision <laughs> 
uh, improves the ending a little bit. Oh, yeah. Even the, though I liked the, the ending, ending of this, good. you knew that the villain got defeated and right. you knew what happened at the end, but it was just really fucking sad. Right. And it was also a little dragged out. A little bit. It's yeah. A little, a little bit. Uh, but, um, but in the revision with Sailor Saturn, it makes a lot more sense. Okay. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the right. revision because now I, now I enjoyed this I so like much. I really want to see the revision. Definitely. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, so Hotaru is basically this character, Miss Dream, quote unquote, mm-hmm. who is this this girl who's being controlled by the Dead Moon Circus who only has awful dreams and that makes perfect sense for the character of Hotaru. Right. And in this... And she has amnesia. She has amnesia, yeah. And and, and also in the revision, apparently, they, they do actually clarify that she is Hotaru when she was kidnapped as a baby uh, uh, but in this it's just like I don't know that's kind of this weird girl but the, but even though her backstory was kind of vague it didn't bother no, me no it didn't take anything away from no, it no it didn't um, because I mean we all know who she is right uh, I think if this were a standalone property, it would be a problem, but it's Sailor Moon, and mm-hmm. they assume that you have seen Sailor Moon if you're going to see these musicals. Right. You so. wouldn't shell out money to come to a stage yeah. show if you hadn't had some prior knowledge. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I, I was just, from the beginning, yeah. super impressed. The opening number was really sweet. It was really sweet. Despite laser <laughs> light show yes, Pegasus. But, uh, you know how in, uh, for those of you who have not seen this show, uh, <laughs> hopefully you will watch it and we actually really highly recommend you do watch Oddly this one. Oddly enough, we want you to watch this uh, one. Before you listen to this podcast, but in uh, Amori Ternal, Pegasus is like this beautiful uh, ballet dancer mm-hmm. and they have like a wing effect that they project. Which I like. Which was, no, the, the Pegasus effects were amazing in Amori yeah. Ternal. I will not disagree with that yeah. at all. It's a fun like Costume, yes, movement and, representation. And again, you know, they they definitely in this story dropped a lot of the romance between Chibiusa and Pegasus, which is really what's at the center of this storyline mm-hmm. in the manga. Um, but it but it didn't really bother me because again, Pegasus was a light show. So I think yeah, he that, never becomes a human. No, in no, he never turns into a, a human at all. But you, but that opening number was really cute with. Chibiusa like interacting with this yeah. light projection. And <laughs> she was so adorable. Right. And then Mamaru and, and, and Usagi, Usagi are yeah, together. Yeah, and... it was like this really beautiful quartet that opened the show. Yeah, so that was really cool. And I was kind of like, dang. <laughs> it's like we're starting off real. I know. Real strong. Real strong I guys. know, but then again, that uh the black lady one started off pretty strong too with That's Pluto singing that solo, and then it true. went to way cra- off the way, crazy town banana off. pants. That's uh, right. Yeah. That's why when they uh the next number when they're in the woods and they're gonna go camping, I yeah. was like, Oh, mm-hmm. here we go, here we go. Let's have an unnecessary song about camping, I guess. But it wasn't. Like it ended up being this crazy dance number. <laughs> and not and, like, the dancing in this show. There's so much so of it. So much dancing. <laughs> There's so much dancing. Like, not dance fighting. No, no, no. Just dancing. dancing. Like, just a lot of jumping around and step touch and random pirouettes and jazz squares. Yeah, and... lots, of, lots of kicks, like kickball yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, it, it reminds me of, like, a Kenny Ortega musical, but not Newsies Kenny no, Ortega. No, 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 no. Like, like high, high school, school musical. musical Kenny I Ortega. I mean, there were a lot of moments, you know, in High School Musical 2, uh, when, uh, <laughs> oh when no, Troy... Uh, is dancing on the golf course? Yes! A lot there of There was that. so much of that. That just, like, run, 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 hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Walk. Dramatic spin. <laughs> Walk some more. Yes. Arms outstretched. 
Yep. Fist pump, fist yep. pump, fist pump. Yep, and just tap your tap your heel like real emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh no, and that and that I will say is one thing that I I do way prefer about the new muse is that I think that they're better about knowing when dancing is really necessary yeah. and when it's really not. And like dance fighting right. happens more in those. Yes, a lot of dance fighting. Though I will say that the dance fight choreography in this was excellent. Oh yeah. I, it, it was excellent. It just needs Power Ranger sound effects. It does, it does, yeah. They, they were definitely lacking in the sound effect department. Because the um, scene when we, towards the end, when we fight the Amazon trio mm -hmm. and Tiger's Eye is doing the whips, the whip sounds I so know, good. I know, because he actually has a whip. he actually has a whip and he's actually using it and then you just hear like a flutter of fabric as people punch and kick at each other and then crack! Yeah, it was more noticeable for me in those scenes. And then once he was gone, so like for example in the very end, when they have the big battle yeah. and the Amazon trio is already dead-ish. Yeah. Um, that fight, it didn't bother me so much no. without the sound effects, but it's so true. Like in juxtaposition a, yeah. to those whip sounds, it was like, uh. uh it's very quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very, very odd. Uh, but yeah, again, like I, I, I was with you, Kelby. Like I thought, okay, we're starting off strong. It can't possibly continue to be right. good. And then they had that dance number in the forest. And at first I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be silly. But I kind of got into it. And I was like, there is, a, uh, again, an awful lot of choreography in this mm -hmm. song. Like, to the point that I think they may oh, have been lip syncing, -syncing. No, this they one. Are. They are. For the most part, they were singing live. But this one, I think they yeah, were definitely lip syncing. Because there was so much choreography. So, and there was so much jumping yeah. in this. And, like, I remember Anza went to sing her solo verse. And I was like, damn, she must be in really good shape. Right? And then they closed up on her face. And I was like. Oh no! Oh she's no! No, lip she's lip yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, these are really tiny girls. I don't know how much cardio they're getting on the reg. Yeah, I don't know. So they probably appreciate the lip sync. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that they are all in good shape because, again, like there is a lot of dancing in this show. But, but if you're damn. not, if you're not like a, a seasoned musical theater kid who's used to having to sing and dance at the mm -hmm. exact same time, that's hard. It's real hard. It's very hard. Uh, yeah, I, I did, uh, when I was in a chorus line, I played Val and, uh, Dance 10 Looks 3 happens right after a big montage number Oof. where there's a shit ton of dance. I mean, there's shit ton of dancing in that whole show. Right, right. But literally it comes right after, uh, the like Hello 12, uh, um, medley. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's so exhausting yeah, by the end of yeah. that. And I was like, and now I have to have a monologue. And sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I did Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, we never left the stage. Yeah, yeah. It was dance, dance, dance. Go to the other side of the stage, dance, dance, dance. Make sure you're singing at the exact same time. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And I was not a seasoned musical theater kid. <laughs> I say I've done a lot of musical theater where I sang. Right, right. But now I was dancing for the first time. You yeah. learn real quick how to do that breath support. Yes, you do. And I liked, uh, circling back to the show, the sort of simplification of the plot where basically they didn't get, again, they didn't get too deep into the um, Chibiusa and Pegasus stuff, which is a shame because that is a really beautiful story, but... I think that the way that they simplified this Mew, it made sense. And again, Pegasus was a, a light a light show. show. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't get too much into like, oh, the history of the Earth and the relationship and who Helios was. Because again, Helios wasn't in it. Right, right. Um, so it really was a very simple story of, okay, we need to find the person with the beautiful dream that Pegasus is hiding in so we can steal the golden crystal from Pegasus. Right. It was that simple. Yeah, it was 
Um, it, it, because again, like I was, they don't add all kinds of random, weird, no. like that's not an invented storyline. That's a simplification of an existing storyline. Mm-hmm. And they just sort of marry Hotaru's story into this and it, and it works. Yeah. It worked really well. And the only extra people we had on stage were backup dancers. Yeah. The Lemurs who were amazing dancers. They were good dancers. They were so good. Even in the weird monkey bunny suits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why I thought the show was not going to be good when they right. came out. The, I was like, are yeah, these like, the Manet- just punched a monkey. Yeah, like, I was like, are these the Manetches of this show? No. Like, I was really worried yeah, about it. Yeah, they were really just in that one scene, though. So Yeah. yeah. And they showed up, a, like, a they showed up one other time, but, like, briefly. Yeah, yeah, briefly towards the end. Uh, but they yeah. didn't have any lines, thank God. No, no, no. They were just, they were dancers. They were just dancers. Uh, but, oh, my God. The, and as much, and I, because they told this very different original story or, or sort of original version of this mm-hmm. story, it didn't bother me that the Amazon S quartet weren't in it. Cause again, they also didn't get too much into the Nehalenia backstory. Yeah. She shows up. Spoilers. She, she does show up. She does. Yeah. And it was, was cool. awesome. I know. That was such a fun surprise. I mean, she's just a lighting effect, yeah, but she's, it's still really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's a shadow basically. Yeah. yeah. She's basically whoever the, Princess Seren- or Queen Serenity stand-in is, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that was all the same girl. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so they they make a very simple version of this story, and I think that worked well with just having the Amazon trio. Like, I didn't miss the Amazon S quartet in this, mm-hmm. like I did in Amor Eternal, where I was like, really, you're yeah. gonna not, you're gonna have the Amazon trio and not have the Amazon S quartet? But in this, it made perfect sense. Right, and we never really got into like. Chibiusa having her own set of guardians. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like, it wasn't necessary. No, it wasn't. And I and I think too, you know, the 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 girls who play and there are two of them. Yes. Uh, who play Chibiusa are they are still very childlike in this. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, you know, the girl, the older of the two Chibiusas from the new set of Seram Yu yeah, is the only the one, one who's playing Chibiusa right. now. And I think it works really well to have her sort of have that love story in a way that it just wouldn't work with these no because these girls. kids are too yeah too it was i mean it was it was just a really smart call on the part of whoever wrote this it is really funny that the uh amori eternal has a straight up circus audition oh i know and so does this so does this yes which is really funny but like i mean straight up circus no. audition okay so there's a circus audition in amori eternal and it's it's good right it, it's, it's pretty fun. cool they they like slide across a bunch of balls and you know right and then there's actual acrobats doing really cool things in between that yes this circus audition was off the chain it was insane <laughs> because the girls are actually doing i know things. ami at one point in the show is literally balancing on a ball while like doing ribbon tricks. Yeah, that's at the opening of Act Two. In her audition, she gets on the ball and does it, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it's a specially rigged ball." Yeah. But then somebody rolled it away, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh, that's she, a ball. She can do that." Also, everyone in this play learned how to ride a unicycle. Oh yes, everyone. Which I'm assuming is not as difficult as I'm imagining it maybe. to be, because I mean, everyone in this play was on a unicycle. They were the short kind of unicycles too. Where the that's seats true, not they too were the high. little ones. So yeah. maybe that's easier than than the super mm. fancy tall ones. Yeah, they were circus unicycles. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they were they were little. But I mean, I don't, I've never ridden a unicycle, yeah. so I can't attest to the difficulty. I feel like they basically were just like, "Hey, girls, what special skills do you have?" And Ami 
was like, step aside. <laughs> She's like, yeah, did I mention that I've spent like 10 years in rhythmic gymnastics? Right, exactly. And and uh, the girl who was playing Minako was like, I'm a pretty decent dancer. Yeah, yeah. She does and then a what, did, what did uh, Makoto do for her she did, audition? Uh, hers was really simple. They ta- they obviously taught her this mm-hmm. because it was the simplest of hula yeah. hoop tricks. Oh, But not yeah. even like actual hula hooping. It's like taking a bunch of hula hoops and then making a shape. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. They taught her that for the show. They definitely but it was taught still, her that it for the show. Still a no, it was cool. circus yeah. trick. Yeah, because I mean, because Minako did like a sort of ballet number, mm-hmm. which clearly like she has ballet training, but she is not a ballerina. No, because her lines were not like right. They were not sharp enough. Right. Absolutely. She's a, she's probably she's a musical theater. She's kid. what I would consider myself to be, which is like I can dance, but yeah. I'm not a dancer. Right. Both she and Ami could dance. Like they let them dance with the dancers. The <laughs> other girls did not get to dance with no. the dancers. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, the girl playing Minako also juggled at one point. Yeah, she did. But they were pom poms. They were pom poms. So yeah. they might be a little easier to juggle. They're pom-poms. way easier to juggle. Okay, yeah. I, I can't juggle anything. Oh, okay, see, I can I can juggle scarves and pom poms, but I can't juggle oh, no. other stuff. I can't juggle anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But but the but then Ray, and this this no <laughs> this is also one of those moments where I was like, oh, this is a this is gonna be that kind of show. Uh, was when Ray came out to do her audition, and she just does burning mandala in her Sailor Fuku. I know. And I was under the impression, I was like, oh, okay, she's blowing the lid off the whole operation. She's figured out that this is bad news, blah, blah, mm. blah. No. She transformed into Sailor Mars mm-hmm. and did an attack to win at the audition. I know. I know. I was with you. I thought that she was going to, that like they knew, were like, oh, we're yeah. on to you, Dead Moon Circus. Right. We're going to totally take you out. But that was not it. That was not it. She was just like, and I win. And they're like, cheater. And I was like, guys, guys, are you not concerned that she's like outed mm-hmm. everybody? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't think they knew about the Sailor Senshi prior to coming to this planet. But still, this is not good. This is not a thing that needs to happen in front of these people unless we're fighting. Yeah. No, it was pretty funny. Which is why I was like, oh yeah, no, yeah. this show is garbage. But this show, but but it wasn't garbage. But it wasn't garbage. It really yeah, wasn't. I kept waiting for it to be garbage. I know. I because again, I've been so disappointed yeah. or underwhelmed, I should say, by all of the older muse that we've watched. Oh, see, I, I wouldn't say underwhelmed. I would say I've been feeling abused <laughs> by the past muse that we have watched. So it was really nice to watch something that was really fun. They had the flying rig in this one. They did again. have the flying rig in this one, but I thought they made good use of the flying for rig for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, the first time we saw it was in Chibiusa's dream. Yeah, and that was okay. That was awesome. I was totally when cool Sailor with Pluto that. flies into her dream to rescue yeah, her. Yeah, like that was pretty cool. Tuxedo Mask was on it at one point, and like, still, <laughs> well, I don't know why you hate flying Tuxedo Mask so got, much. I don't know because it's Dad Tuxedo Mask, and he's got the gold lamé cape, and he's just swooping down <laughs> like a bird of prey on a wire. Uh, it freaks me out. Um, yeah. But everybody else looked great on it, cause I, and I think they also improved the system. Yeah, because they weren't just flying back and forth. <laughs> right, right, right. Like a pendulum. Yeah. They actually were like <laughs> yes. using some levels. Yeah, no, Pluto came in on like an arc. Yeah, yeah, and they in the like you know they kind of would dip them down yeah. and pull them back up sometimes to make it more dynamic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was probably way more stable of a harness because people were able to like point and do really lovely. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was really it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, and and Tuxedo Mask flew in in that dream also. So, yes. but I liked that for the most part, like they really just used it in the dreams and at like and the fights. very end. Yeah. Some fights. Some fights. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chibiusa's dream was great. That was where all the outer senshi showed up. It yes. was nice to see Pluto in this musical as actual Sailor Pluto. Right. And uh, they 
got new Uranus and Neptune. They Thank- didn't get new Uranus and Neptune. It's the same It's girls. the same ones from uh, the Sailor Moon S musical. Oh, well, then they did some good character work because I actually liked them in this one. <laughs> I think they had better material in this one, which mm. probably helped. Did they give Uranus lifts because she actually looked taller? I, I don't know. Are you sure it's the same girl? I'm 100% positive. Because she looked so different compared to last Definitely, time. Definitely, yep, still. Because she looked taller and beefier. Nope. Sanae Kimura, same, same girl. Maybe it's she, been a year. Maybe she's working out. I don't know. And they put lifts in her shoes. Yeah, well... Uh, Whatever they did... It was working. It was working. It was working. And I appreciated it. Yeah. They got my notes. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. In the, pa- in the past. Yes. From me in the future to the past. Yes. Uh, yeah, shit. They, it was the same actress uh, who was... Uh, I don't know about uh, Neptune? Sailor Neptune. I'm pretty... She looked really different. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the same girl. Oh no! It's actually that one is yeah. She's a different actress. Okay, so then maybe so that Neptune was, was different. That's that. I'm sure that was part of it too. Was probably that Neptune was shorter. Okay, so then maybe that helped. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah they did some more character work. Yeah, she's I still mean, too green. We only ever saw them as Uranus and Neptune in this though. Like That's they never true. ever were out of their Sailor Food. Girl. That's very true. Uh, her color scheme's still too green. Her yeah her, her yeah everything about it is still it's is under too the green. lights. It's not too bad. Yeah, but if you see it like up close backstage, mm-hmm. like they had little they uh, because this was intro. a what we watched was basically a rip of the VHS tape. Yeah. Um, or possibly the DVD. It was 1995 uh, <laughs> or 1996. Uh, so, th- yeah, they had these little like cast interviews at the beginning, and in that, I was I totally agreed that yeah, her. It was just green. very green. It was very green. Not not so much like aqua or teal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <clears throat> now there was one point, <laughs> uh, in the was it maybe at the end of act one where for the DVD they put actual show Pegasus? Oh yeah, it was at the conclusion of act one. Yeah, so they cut actual show Pegasus mm-hmm. into the into the, the DVD recording. Release, yeah. And uh, I thought, I got excited for a second because I was like, oh, they projected the show animation on a scrim. This is how it's going to be for the rest of the show. And then Laser right, Light because you thought came that, out again. Uh... And I was like, no! <laughs> I mean, that, that would have made sense i I understand where you were coming from because because you know pegasus was a sort of figment in chibiusa's mind so to speak in the beginning so it was made sense that it was kind of this like laser shimmery yeah yeah it's it looked kind of like the lines that they draw like when you're in a planetarium show and you're looking (laughs) at a uh constellation and they then put lines on it to show you how it's supposed to make that picture that's what pegasus looked like yeah but it was blinking furiously it was yeah i think if it hadn't been blinking it wouldn't have bothered me yeah yeah and again it did it did not ruin the show for me no whatsoever but it was just blinking and and it reminded me of those christmas lights where it's supposed to show movement oh and they blink to the different you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I just felt bad for any of the epileptic kids in the audience. Yeah, they uh, they should go home. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> this show is not the show for them. Uh, definitely not. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, yes, they did project Pegasus uh, at some point. I don't know what it was when you actually saw the show live. I think it was just cut into the whatever the DVD was. Yeah. 
Cause they had, cause when the so the sailor senshi get brainwashed, they do. Oh, and become the tea birds from it's Greece. So amazing! They, the way you know they're evil is they get jackets. Yeah, evil black leather jackets. Yes, with a logo I, on the I, back. I don't think that they were leather actually. I well, think they, they were theater leather. Yeah, they they were shiny black jackets. They were shiny with, black jackets with like <laughs> sequin logos on the back. Right. They were amazing. They looked like the tea birds from Greece. Uh-huh. Uh, but when Usagi sings her like de brainwashing number two, then yes, they yes. had like a, a little memory bubble in the corner mm. that was definitely not being projected. No, 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 on no stage. it was not. That was added for the yeah. DVD. So for I'm sure. thinking that that's what that cartoon Pegasus was too. Was also cut into the yeah. DVD. Kind of like they cut in the like projections for the transformations that they did. Yeah, like on stage, those are happening on the back wall. Right, exactly, but to distract the, you. While girls go quick change. Oh, yeah, or while Chibi-U says just ch- switch. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing That's to me. so weird. About uh, these these early Seram-U is, okay, so in uh, both Petite Etrangere and Amori Ternal, Chibiusa is double cast. You mean Nouveau Voyage. Sorry, I meant Nouveau Voyage. Yes. It's only one Chibiusa and yeah. Amori Ternal. Yeah, Nouveau Voyage. The, whatever, the Sailor Moon R1 and the Sailor Moon S1. Uh, they, <laughs> it's two, it's separate, it's two girls. separate girls, but they alternate performances. Right. They in, don't change in the middle of the play. Yeah, in the last few shows we've seen, it's like, that's a different kid. Yep. Yep, the two, <laughs> yes, the two girls who play Chibiusa like switch off between in Act One and Act Two. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know why they did it that way. It wasn't even a matter of like a quick change either, because there was plenty of time yeah. for the Chibiusa who was in her like civilian wear yeah. to get into Sailor Fuku. Yeah, they just make the conscious conscious decision to like swap. No, kids. there was no, there wasn't time. There wasn't. There time? was not time. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, because remember, uh, they they use Moon Crisis to turn into the super versions of no, themselves. I'm talking about the first time she shows up in Fuku. She doesn't show up in her Fuku till Act Two. Really? Yeah. But they swap her before that. Yeah. And she's in a different outfit. Yeah, she's in her little school uniform. That's what it is. Yeah, because she because in, in the yeah, they she changes out of her. So basically in the beginning of this play, Usagi and Chibiusa look like they're in a Valentine's Day oh special. My God, so much pink is on that stage. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's pretty And apparently everybody there was some sort of special at Joanne's on like striped fabrics and plaid. And plaids. Because everybody I know, is even, wearing it. Even Mamoru like Mamoru is wearing his outfit from the nineties, yeah. but his jacket just happens to be plaid. It's awful. It's why yeah, the costumes are. Di- why is he such a horrible dresser? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, the costumes are not great, uh, <laughs> and the the Fuku are still the blingiest oh, man, of blingy. They are Vegas showgirl, especially in that Act Two opening. I, They're not wearing their Fuku for but that. But I loved their Act Two opening great. outfits. It's full Vegas. Yeah, it goes full Vegas at the Rabbit Rabbit Circus Show. Yes. The- <laughs> It's called the Usagi Rabbit Show, show. I think. Yeah. But like literally. Yeah, Usagi Rabbit Show. But Usagi rabbit. means rabbit. Right. So it's, just so it's the, the Rabbit ra- Rabbit Show. Yeah, the Rabbit Rabbit Show. And there was not a rabbit to be seen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So false advertisement. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The uh, the closing of Act 1 and the opening of Act 2 were both I loved amazing. Them. I amazing. Loved them. The closing of Act 1, it was like a crazy counterpoint. It was like, very Lorraine Conquista. It was so reminiscent of Lorraine Conquista. I loved it. Maybe that's where they got it from. Like I know. they were like, let's watch all the muse. We'll pick what works, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll, we'll find yeah. a way to incorporate it. And then and they watched this, and they were like, yeah. that. And Usagi and Mamoru on those swings, like it was. Oh, that so, was really cute. I have to say, uh, the, their relationship in this musical, I was one hundred percent on board with. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And it helped that he didn't look as daddish. He didn't look as daddish, even though it was the same actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they right from the get-go, when they are both singing in that duet, it will actually quartet at the beginning. And they're basically like, and you get the idea that they're not together. They're not singing together. They're singing in separate locations yeah. about like how much they love, they each, love other. each other and how they'll always be drawn to one another and they can't really explain it. And it was really cute. Was really and then that scene of the two of them sitting on the swings at the end of yeah. act one, it was great. And then uh, in act two, mm -hmm. after we realize that this incredible opening number, which we'll talk more about in just a second, right. uh, after we realize that that is all just a dream that Usagi has yeah. and then Mamoru shows up when all the other senshi are, you know, they've Being had, evil. yeah, they've had their dreams taken mm -hmm. away. And so they're now allies of the dead moon circus and uh, they're mean to her and they walk off and then, uh, Fisheye comes on with Mamoru. Oh, yeah. Because Fisheye's like trying to get with Mamoru. Right. <laughs> uh, and Usagi hides behind the trash can to listen to them. And Fisheye's like, Is that your girlfriend? And he's like, mm -hmm. Not only that, she's my wife. She's and it was my wife. I know. So cute. For once, he was actually a decent boyfriend. I know. Because, and again, I've been so sort of like, eh about these older muse that I thought for sure he was gonna ruin it, but yeah. it wasn't. It was really sweet. I know, he was like manga Mamoru, it was yeah. beautiful. One of the reasons I think that, I'm going back to the to the ending of act mm -hmm. one when, mm -hmm. when they're on the swings. Mm -hmm. One reason I think that number works really well too is because like it starts off and they're singing like a love song and I was like, mm, okay, that's par for the course, but then it kicks into the villain singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that, juxtaposition builds, yeah. is what makes that number so strong. It does, yeah. If it was just a duet between the two of them on the swings, it would not it would be nearly boring. as strong, but it was right. just like they, it was this really nice moment that they're having while all this other, like, horrible, horrible stuff horrible, all down. these other horrible things are happening around them. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it, makes all the sweet it makes the sweet moments even more tragic mm -hmm. because you're like oh there's so many horrible things happening that you guys aren't aware of I know, yet i know it's so true oh, oh yeah. and then ami so when the the senshi go oh bad God. the senshi go bad ami gets to sing a really like sweet I'm a bad girl now. It's number. so great. I it's like it. a she has like a total what dark mercury it? It, moment. The name of the song is End of a Good Kid. Yeah, that yeah. is the title of that song. <laughs> it's so I funny. love it. Yeah, it's basically like "fuck you." I'm a villain. Yeah, it, that is exactly. That's literally exactly what it is. But the thing that was so funny about it is they keep talking about how they've been deceived by love and justice. Oh, I know. And I was like, "What did we do? We weren't even a podcast back then." I know, I know. But basically, I mean, the 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 actual message is that. It's like, oh, we, you know, we were basically taught that, you know, love and justice will always prevail, and that just isn't true. Right. Which is like really a very sad and bleak message. Right. Uh, that fortunately, uh, Usagi uh, talks them out of. Yeah, she sings a, a "Remember Who You Are" number. She does sing a "Remember Who yeah. You Are" number. That's literally what it, it's called. Yeah, yeah basically. The the, the, the the title of to sum up the title of that actual number is yeah. like "Remember yeah. Who You Are." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love in the in the bad girl number. There's mm -hmm. like a lot of like hip bumping and like snapping. Yeah, and like so, looking over your shoulder. I like, mean, yeah. The only thing that made this number better is if they'd straight up done like some cool choreography, like yeah. cool from West Side Story. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, I, I want that so bad. Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, Go. 
crazy cool go. <laughs> oh it would have so been so good and then the way that you know that they have been unbrainwashed oh, yes. yes. usagi just like takes their jackets off of them and chibi Usa sort of quietly collects yeah. them she just hands every single jacket to chibi Usa. <laughs> and and i uh i think i made a joke about like wait but if she touches the fabric won't she be evil and then sam goes she's already pretty evil on her own i think it cancels out yeah <laughs> Because Chibi Yusa. Oh, Chibi Yusa. Yeah. She was actually not annoying in this no, show. No, she's not annoying at all in this show. Yeah, she's super she's, cute yeah, in this show, like, actually. I was not bothered by her in this show. And I mean, I, I like Chibi Yusa more than you or Lola do. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I, I agree. Like, I, I think in this show. Well, I I like Chibi Yusa in Crystal. And okay. I like her in the manga. Right. I hate 90s Chibi Yusa. Yeah. I mean, she definitely is more annoying in the 90s yeah. anime. I hate 90s Chibusa, but and and the old muse were kind of taking her in they, the show direction. They were a little bit. Um there was more of the like Chibusa and Usagi fighting over Mamoru. Not that that doesn't happen in the manga. No. It does, but it's not so much them fighting over Mamoru as Usagi just getting jealous of Chibusa in a way that is really not great, but she also in the manga acknowledges that that it's stupid that it's stupid right you know yeah. it doesn't make it any less uncomfortable i still don't love that storyline but again it's handled much better mm -hmm. than it is in the 90s anime where legitimately they like fight over him right like stop touching my boyfriend you whore right and yeah. it's like girl it's like, that's your dad she's five yeah also and, and also that's, that's, that's your dad that's your dad yeah stop yeah. yeah. I mean, an electric complex is part of uh, growing, a, up. A growing up. It's part it's of a child's true. development. But, uh, you know, but, still. Mm -mm. Get it together, Chibi Yusa. You're 900. <laughs> At it's least. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about that Act 2 opening number. Jesus. Oh, man. It's like Sailor Moon does Vegas. The rabbit rabbit show. <laughs> I loved it. Like, it opens. Like, the lights come up. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes out on stage rhinestone mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. like glitzy and like liberace elton john it's amazing it share. really is like vegas oh man yeah everyone's super colorful and blingy and like riding unicycles and the acrobatics that happen in this opening number are off the chain oh yeah like tiger's eye does some flips and yeah. mamaru does some flips yeah yeah because they were both <laughs> they were both uh you know acrobatic she acrobatic she to know yeah. once in their lives <laughs> Who are a gymnastics team, right? Or, yeah, yeah. kind of. In the Dark Kingdom yes, of Picasso. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we made that a joke of like, team. if you're a gymnastics team and you're practicing, why are you wearing dad jeans? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. But they weren't in no, this. I mean, Mamaru, first of all, oh my God, I loved it. Mamaru came out in this like white suit with uh -huh. like with, t with tails. And a top hat. And a top hat. And Usagi on his shoulder. Yeah. And then he runs off stage, takes that off, and is just in like a tumbling outfit that is like shimmery blue. It was amazing. I loved him dancing because he opens the number mm -hmm. in that. Uh, he sings it. Like mm -hmm. he's singing the opening number in that white suit. And uh, the way yeah. that the actor is just like dancing and getting really full into his mm -hmm. number. I'm like, you've been waiting for this moment yes. your whole fucking life, haven't you? Yeah, no, he was great. <laughs> he was 
feeling it. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Yeah. And then he gets to do a really fun acrobatic routine with Tiger's with Eye. With Tiger's Eye, yeah. No, Except the last move that they do was kind of disappointing. I know, because there was a drum roll, so you're right. expecting it to be something really crazy. Uh, yeah, like he runs, he j- he steps into Tiger's yeah. Eye's hands, Tiger's Eye flips him over, and mm-hmm. I thought once he landed, he was going to go into flip like a again combination. or something. Yeah, but no. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. It was an amazing backflip. Yeah, no, I could never do that. <laughs> right. I, I can't even like do a somersault because being upside down mm-hmm. freaks mm-hmm. me out. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Um, it, I was just expecting more. Yeah. I was expecting like that scene and bring it on when Missy does the back handspring, back tuck. I see. Right? I Round see. off, yes. back handspring, yes. back tuck, step out. Bring it on that. is giving you unrealistic expectations about acrobatics. the uh, acrobatics you will see performed on stage during a set on you. Yes. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great opening number. It all, it. it all turns out that it was a dream. Which is Which probably makes why sense. it was so fabulous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that was the thing was I was like, how? How are we getting out of this? Right. And also, it makes sense when you think of it now, because Usagi doesn't get to be part of the circus. No, she doesn't she get brainwashed. She becomes the janitor. Yes, yes. So it makes sense that this is a dream where mm-hmm. she's actually, like, the star of the show. Right, absolutely. Because when they came out and it was called the Usagi Rabbit Show, and then she's all decked out and carried on, on someone's shoulder, I was like, Oh, well, I mean, they said yeah. if she practiced, she could be in the show. So yeah. I guess she practiced real hard. That was what I was thinking, too. I was and like, man, this took a turn. And then they got, like, real deep into circus stuff. And I was definitely confused as to how we were going to get out of it. Yeah. I was enjoying it yeah. a lot. And but... then when they get to the part at the end where mm-hmm. she's supposed to do some sort of, like, trapeze thing mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. falls. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, oh. Oh. It's a dream. It was kind of like, uh, and spoilers, if you've never seen the musical The Drowsy Chaperone. Have you seen Drowsy Chaperone? No, I know of it, but I've never seen so it. So Drowsy Chaperone Act 2 opens. So basically the whole idea is that there's this guy who's like, collects records and like loves old musical theater. And so he's supposed to be listening to the soundtrack of Drowsy Chaperone oh. as the play is playing out. Okay. He's sort of the narrator character. Um, and at the beginning of act two, this an entirely different play is on stage. And you're like, <laughs> what is happening? And then it turns out he was accidentally listening to another record. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it was. It is weird, but it's fun. Like, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, uh, so when I saw Drazi Chaperone, uh, my friend Eddie Corbett uh, created the role of the best man character who's like a tap dancer. Mm-hmm. He was also Scuttle in Little Mermaid. Um, hmm. But like, so I was sitting in the front row and Eddie is backstage watching me watch the play and he said when the beginning of Act 2 started, he just saw me look at my program and he's <laughs> like, like, Emma, Emma, watch the play. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? I was like, what is happening? Like, I, I fell asleep, I think, and somebody put me in a different theater. How <laughs> yes. long have I been out? Is this a completely different tour? Yeah, so that, that was sort of how I felt about this uh, act two yeah, opening where yeah. it's like this is great but this is weird right even when she even when she missed the trapeze thing and started to fall mm-hmm. i thought like oh and this is when the dark plot swallows right, her up right, and right. we're gonna have to fight our way out of it right like i was still trying to justify yeah. why we were in a circus act yeah but a dream makes way Total more sense, sense. Yeah. and that's when she wakes up on the ground and she uses hiding under the trash can yeah i don't know how she got and also like where did she go where has she been we go straight from the forest to the auditions to working for the circus. Well, she wasn't really in a forest. Like, she was sleeping in her bed when she was having that nightmare. Right. So, but we went, that's the thing I'm confused so basically, about, though, is because when we met Tiger's Eye and all the people from the circus, we were mm-hmm. in the woods. 
Yeah, but they were also that. So basically, when Chibius is having her nightmare, uh, and the outer senses show up, and the outer senses show right. up exactly. The uh, they basically just have it. It's all supposed to be Chibius's dream. So like Sailor Pluto shows up. Yeah, I know that. But it's not really. But that's the thing is that like nothing happens to Chibius, so she's fine. Like because Sailor okay. Pluto and and Neptune and Uranus and Tuxedo Mask all like fight off whatever was attacking right. her dream. So, but so did the girl? So are we assuming that everybody went home and then went to go audition well, for I the circus? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, because the the outer senshi aren't in the circus. No, I know it's that. just Mamaru and Shibiusa who carry over from the dream to the circus. Right. I I, I guess I don't understand what you're confused about. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> I probably looked down to take notes or something. Uh, yes. Um, but anyway, so uh, again, it was. It turns out that it was all just a dream. Chibiusa is hiding under the trash can, and that's when we have that scene with Fisheye. Oh, and, and then that's when it's revealed that it's a second Chibiusa. Yes, yes. Okay. When Chibiusa comes out from underneath the trash can, you're like, that is a different girl. That is totally a different kid. And that's when she's in her little school uniform. That's right. Yep. Yep, uh, and Chibiusa and Usagi save everybody with the Remember Yourself song. And the removal of jackets. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it would be so nice if you could just make people stop being evil by removing their jackets. <laughs> the world would be a lot simpler. Right, although I do like those jackets. No, like, the jackets were amazing. I kind of want to make some. Yeah. So yeah. we can start wearing them when we go to cons. Yeah. And roll up like a unit, like a really cool like girl gang. Sure, sure. I like it. I don't know. And maybe we could also... like. Do some jazz fighting. Yeah. Jazz dance fighting. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it. let's I just be the cast of West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, into it. Totally into <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. But then, like, so what happens is I liked how uh, Chibiusa still was very integrally linked to, like, not Hotaru, but Hotaru's sort of becoming good again kind of story. You know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. The thing that I really like about the Deathbusters arc is that friendship between Hotaru and Chibiusa, and that was sorely missing yeah. in the S musical that we just watched that Hotaru's not even in. Mm-hmm. Uh, though somebody did, I, I think it was Cece Takato, forgive me if I'm giving credit to the wrong person, I was looking on Twitter to find out exactly who it was, like tweeted at us saying, oh, uh, you know, Hotaru wasn't in the 90s anime at the time like she hadn't showed up in the 90s anime at the time that they made that stage show so maybe that's why she left her out but at the same time there's other stuff that's contradictory that is in the show so and also how far was the manga at when they made that stage show oh it was yeah she was already in the manga for sure yeah right so. so then that's not an excuse yeah no 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 yeah, it's not like they didn't know that Sailor right. Saturn existed. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't buy that. Well, well, and also... I appreciate uh, him trying to sure, make sense sure. of a shit show, a literal yeah. okay. shit show. Yep. But I don't believe you. Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't like that one either. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's just not. It's totally not good. Yeah, Chibiusa and, and um, Hotaru's friendship, even in this one, is not really in it. They kind of give that to Usagi. A little bit, but it is, but it is uh, uh, Chibiusa who goes into Hotaru's dream yeah, to try to save her. But the whole like, def- like bond and and knowing who she is on the inside and like really defending her from the outer senshi, they give that a lot more to Usagi. Yeah, I than mean Chibiusa. Even though, but the thing is, I feel like honestly, 
Usagi is just as involved in that as Chibiusa is in the S storyline. Certainly in the manga and in Crystal. Yeah. Um, you know, it, she's very much allied with Chibiusa on that front, mm -hmm. which I really, really like. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously she has her sort of doubts about it, but at her core, she's very much like, no, I'm going to stand by Chibiusa on this. And also, I truly do believe that she is a good person. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was almost like because Usagi had those feelings about her, Chibiusa was like, hey, I'm the I'm the pure dreamer. I'm the one who Pegasus keeps hiding in the dream of. So I, I know that because she's the one who asks Pegasus to go into Hotaru's dream to try to save her. True. And so Chibiusa is like, I'm responsible for this. I'm going to go. And Mamoru's like, cool. We're going to do this together. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the Chibiusa tries to exit the wrong way. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> Chibiusa and, and Mama are like, we're doing this. We're going to go handle this business. Right, right. And then they, they kind of hesitate for a second. And then the Chibiusa starts to go stage right. And then mm -hmm. you just see the Mamaru like, kind of He's like, shove eh, her this the other way. way. And, like, yeah. hide her behind the scrim. Well, and I felt like it was a, it was a little bit of a, uh, a, a kind of um, joint effort in regards to it, w the the sort of reason that Mamaru decided to go was sort of a combination of okay, I want to protect my daughter, and also like in a previous conversation that she and Mamaru have about Pegasus, she's like, I don't really know who he is, but I do have this sense that you and he have some sort of connection, mm -hmm. um, which which they sort of explore in terms of Mamaru ultimately being the one who kind of rescues you know, quote unquote, Miss Dream. Right. When she's having her awful dream and they all end up, you know, they go in after her. Uh, uh, Mamaru and Chibiusa get separated initially when mm -hmm. they like end up in the dream and the other girls are behind. And and once they go into the dream, you know, Zirconia and everyone's like, nah, we're going to ruin everything. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, you're not. We're going to teleport into this girl's dream and because we believe in ourselves. <laughs> uh, and and we're going to rescue her and everything's going to be great. Uh, ish, anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, but again, like it, it does start with just Chibiusa and Tuxedo Mask. And then like they get separated. But when they get back together, Tuxedo Mask gets to sing that like great solo song oh yeah tuxedo royal yes or tuxedo loyal maybe maybe oh yeah yeah <laughs> depending on translation yeah yeah um i was a little sad it wasn't tuxedo mission mm -hmm. but i guess it's harder to do that as a solo act it is hard i was hoping for it as a solo act because I, I was really excited to see it. what it was gonna be like i know but no. Yeah. Tuxedo Royal's a fun song too. There was a nice fan kick. Yeah, there was a great fan kick. And, and some nice cape like flourishes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great way to kill time until all the rest of the century showed up yes, to join in this fight. Because they Oh no, no, they had already changed into their outfits. Yeah, they'd already changed, yeah. Uh at which point uh we get the reveal of Queen Helenia. Yes, which was very cool. Yeah, who's basically like, I'm the queen of the moon, and she uses like, uh, JK, you're definitely not because <laughs> my, my mom the queen is the queen of the moon, moon and she's right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and then Mamaru like had this conversation with her about how like you two are the are kind of one and the same. But obviously he's not trying to say that like they're the same person no 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 i i think he was just saying that it's like you know i think it comes from that sort of like 
Mamaru, believe in yourself, like yeah. be a good person. Again, like I, I really enjoyed everything about Mamaru as a character in mm -hmm. this show. I really wish that Saturn had, or that Hotaru had turned into Saturn because he like walks up I to know. her. I know. I thought that's what was going to happen. I did too because like Nihilenia is like, ah, oh, yes, my proxy, take them out. And Hotaru uh, was like gonna massacre everybody, mm -hmm. and Mamoru was like, "I'm going to save you." Yeah, I'm just gonna love you ferociously. I'm just gonna love you ferociously. Like I'm just gonna stand here with my cape and project love in your general yeah. direction. But also because he had his cape outstretched and the lights went dim, I thought he was blocking her yeah. while she did a quick change. Yeah, but that didn't happen. And when he passed out and died. Yeah. Oh, he totally he dies. He totally died. She like busts out of her weird white onesie. And she's just wearing civilian clothes underneath it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really... Yeah, I was kind of bummed about that, too. I really um, Yeah. But I again, just circling back to Mamoru, it's like he is uh, rescuing... He, he basically has this speech about, like, everyone you need to fight to protect your dreams. Oh, I know. And he's protecting Usagi. Yeah. Because he says, I'm going to protect my dream, and he steps right in front of her. Yep. And the, uh, the thing that's so tragic about that death scene for him is that, like... He saves Hitaru, he falls down the stairs, mm -hmm. and he looks at Usagi and he says, you and me together, As when I come back, I want to be normal Mamoru with normal Usagi. Meaning, no. he just wants like the regular life of them yeah. being together, which is never it's going to happen. It's never, ever going to happen Ever. That's not their destiny. Nope. And it's so goddamn tragic. It is. It's really, really tragic. It was, <laughs> I was really upset about that. Yeah. No, I was, I was really upset about that, too. I was really upset about that, and I was really upset about the fact mm -hmm. that, like, he's fucking, like, yeah, dead. Yeah, oh, no, he does not get revived. No. He is dead at the end of the and, show. And, like, King Endymion shows up, and he's all like, yeah, I'm here in the future, and one day you and I will be together. And it's like, what does that mean? Yep. Like, like, is he gonna get revived somewhere down the line? Is this like a multiple timeline thing? Yeah. And do I just does Sailor Moon just straight up die in this timeline too? Yeah. Because Chibiusa stays alive even after he dies. Right. Like, is it another dimension? Right. Is right. It like, or is this like a metaphor for heaven? Like, what is that? Yeah. 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 Because I mean, you know, in in Sailor Stars, spoilers, uh, when uh, Tuxedo Mask gets killed, Chibiusa disappears. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she, she Marnie McFly's it. Yeah. But again, because time travel is such a weird thing, it's yeah. like the timeline wherein Chibiusa was born has already happened, even though she's traveled back in time. So she's not necessarily going to die. It's just that now there's a time split and her future yeah. timeline ceases to exist because her father is dead. Yeah. It, time is a pretzel. Time time travel is so weird. It's so weird. All the time. But I love it. No, yeah. When it's done well, it's still weird, but it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. And we also get the reveal in here about uh, the uh, the Amazon trio where they're like, uh, why don't we have dreams? Oh, yeah. And they find out they're not human. Yeah. That That's they're animals sad. who've been turned into humans. And and Queen uh, and Zirconia like, basically tries to get them to stay on her side by being like, yeah, if we get Pegasus and the power of the golden crystal, I can keep you humans forever. Mm -hmm. and, and then you'll have dreams. Yeah, and you it's gonna be everything you imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I did like that they ended up turning yeah, on her. at first I was like, oh, this is gonna be a double cross, but then it's it took a little bit to mm -hmm. get there, and I was like, oh, maybe it's not a double cross. Oh my yeah, God, are we gonna fight? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was super impressed with the Amazon trio. They like, were really fun. They, I believed that they were very evil. 
Yeah. And then I also bought it when they when they turned heel, mm-hmm. you know? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Except for that weird golden That was that was a little destruction odd. Was a little, yeah, there were there were again, there were the weird sort of monkey dancer things. Right. And then there was the golden catcher like michelin tire man guy yeah exterminator is how i, I sort of interpreted it or like the child catcher from uh chitty chitty bang bang yeah i don't know what his costume was <laughs> like was he a yoma or something i don't know he was in a weird balloon gold balloon suit he was some sort of monster of the week with like a really sturdy butterfly net yep and then he like could shoot explosions from it and then he also like trapped the amazon trio in a net mm-hmm. I, I did not care for him but, you know, it's an old Mew, so we have to have some stupid monster on stage at some point. Yeah, and even still, like, didn't have any lines, so it was completely yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, it was a weird image, mm-hmm. but a weird image that continued to fight in that final battle, which right. ended up being really cool after that whole, like, oh, uh, Miss Dream, what are you? Oh, just a regular girl that sees dreams. That's cool. All right. <laughs> Literally uh, a summation of, of your name. Yes, right. yes. Uh, and then uh, basically after that, uh, Zirconia gets really, really mad being like, oh, you took away my little ally. I have no more friends. Also, I'm the one that killed all of my other allies, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and then uh, uh, is that's when Pegasus like reveals to Chibiusa and to Sagi that like they need to use their new powers. Oh, yeah. To finish the battle. And they become the super... Yes, they become super Sailor Moon and super Sailor Chibi Moon. And by super Sailor Chibi Moon, I mean they put the other girl in place. Oh, yeah. While uh, Anza just adds like a couple layers of like silver lame. She added a silver lame skirt and a headband. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then the uh, the other uh, Senshi got their weapons. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. I got so excited when Mercury had her heart. I know. And then uh, Jupiter had her, her little, little laurel crown. crown. Yeah. yeah it was super cute. <laughs> Ray just mimed having a bow. I know. Maybe maybe her prop guy didn't get her. Get yeah. To maybe. Her fast enough in the maybe. blackout. Yeah. And I think that's also when we first saw the sword blast, the space sword. I can't. Oh, I yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think she was world shaking so earlier th- than yeah. that. So, so, yeah. So, I think they were trying to yeah. insinuate yeah. that. Yeah, and the mirror and the and the garnet rod. I mean, well, Pluto the garnet always rod has, has always garnet been rod. There, yeah. yeah. But I think they were trying to insinuate that Uranus and Neptune got their weapons because of Pegasus. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Uh, I love a good space sword. Yeah. Always and, happy to And then it. they sing uh, La Moon, which is like a I great really like that battle song. That was a really good battle song. Super awesome. And what I loved about the end of this Mew that is I cannot say for pretty much any of the other yep. Mews that we've watched the v- ending was very clear yes the villain died the villain died she's dead yeah yep and Zirconia it was interesting because I thought her her uh her makeup and her prosthetic and stuff they really were not bad no they're they're nicely made they're just not nicely painted, painted. no the paint job they're was little, not good it's a little blackface yeah, I wish it had been a little. It like, needed to be like green. greener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like green. It didn't have to be like green. green. No, no, no. But they needed to put a little more green oh, in that brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little, little more gray green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they put the light up on her, I was like, oh no. Well, maybe, maybe it's not quite as bad. And then they close up on it, and I was like, oh yeah, all right. Well, at least the headpiece is well made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just not well painted. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, Zirconia gets killed, and then Usagi's like, well, I feel terrible because... Everybody uh, I love is dead. Everyone I love is dead. Mamoru died, and, like, because of his, 
you know, his beautiful dreams, like, were supposed to have sort of influenced the uh, Amazon trio to be like, oh, wait a second, uh, why don't we have dreams? This is weird. Yeah. Well, especially because, like, he had that line uh, with Fisheye in that scene where Fisheye's basically like, oh, if I help you do this thing, then oh, yeah. will you be my boyfriend? I mean, not for real, like, just, just my, pretend my pretend boyfriend. boyfriend. And he's like, oh, well, you must not have any dreams then because only someone who didn't have dreams would be happy with a pretender. That's right. Oh, yeah. He's the one who plants the seed of, like, you don't have dreams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why don't we? And she's like, again, or he, rather, is again, like, yeah. with that word. It's a girl playing fisheye. Right. Not surprisingly, but mm -hmm. fisheye is a boy. Yeah. They're all boys. Technically. Technically. Um, uh, yeah. Fisheye and Hawkeye are both played by women. Uh, which anyway. I like that they that's Triton clearly started early on, and yeah. then by the time they got to the new muse, they're like, nah, screw the men, we're just gonna Make only them have ladies. All women. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, but but Mamaru is like, free. he's really dead. Yeah, he's dead. Like the spirit of King Endymion appears and is like, the past and the future will soon meet. Our love is eternal. We'll always be together. It's like, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? That's yeah, that's bleak as shit. But it was shit. such a beautiful uh, ending that I did because well, it was actually an ending. Yeah, <laughs> like I was so happy that there was an ending that I just like felt sad about that and right. I'm okay with being I'm, confused. Right. I'm okay with being sad and confused because there's actually you know it's not sad and confused as like as in like are they dead? Are they not dead? Like okay, they just walked off stage. Does mm -hmm. that mean they're dead? I can't see anything. The lights are too low. Mm -hmm. This was a legitimately like open to interpretation confused yeah which i was okay with yes open to interpretation confused is good confused because there are nine thousand people on stage <laughs> and i only know who about 10 of them are is different yes and that is not not what happened here at all mm -mm. yeah I, I wow i really liked this show i know i now it makes me really curious about that stars you yeah that's i think the that's... really crazy bananas one <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, it's like, I get the feeling that they're all, like, written by different people. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that probably has something to do with the how, quality. yeah, how different in quality they are. Is Anza Sailor Moon in the Stars musical? Um, or do they get a new Sailor I Moon I think she makes it yeah she makes it all the way through sailor stars so she got to do all the story arcs so to speak except black moon clan that's right they just skipped black moon clan yeah they replaced her by then <laughs> well yeah. you know. well you know yeah i mean they that they, they went through her and also uh no they went through a bunch of the, on, the only only uh uh usagis that have gotten to do um the black moon clan storyline are the most recent ones because it was, it was, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the girl after Miyuki Kanbe. Um, uh, why am I totally drawing a blank on her name? Hold on. Miyuki Kanbe's from the Dracula musicals. Yeah, Miyuki Kanbe was in the Dracula musicals. That's right. And then after her, uh, uh, well, oh, Marina Kuroki. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the because basically uh, Anzu Yama was Sailor Moon from like 1993 until 1998. Okay, and then Fumita replaced her for just like a year. She was like 98, 99, and then Miyuki Kambe took over uh, for a year, and then uh, and then Marina Kuroki also had a pretty long run, 2001 to 2005. So, okay, 
Yep. Uh, but yeah, the only, she's the only one uh, that ever got to do the Black Moon Clan. And then obviously Satomi Okubo also. Yeah, she got to do Black Moon Clan. But yeah. Isn't that weird? They, yeah. they just totally skipped that storyline. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I guess it doesn't matter because none of these musicals are connected. No, they're they're really not. I mean, except the Dracula ones, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Does that mean the next Dracula musical is going to be stars... With Dracula? Well, well, I don't know, because the last was one was... super S with Dracula. It was kind of super S with Dracula. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know, man. We'll find out this uh, Halloween. It's going to get so weird. Yeah, but until then, uh, yeah, that is the uh, conclusion <laughs> of uh, this little mini musical marathon, because uh, we'll wait to do stars until yeah, when we, get, uh, the we get the new stars mew. Uh, which I assume is happening. I oh, don't, yeah. I'm, I mean, why wouldn't they do Yeah, it? I don't know if that's officially, officially announced. Uh, unlike the fact that Amori Trinal is going to be at Anime Matsuri in Houston. Oh, my God. Which, guys. I don't love Amori Trinal, but, like, I need to go to this. Right. Guys, especially you in Texas, because yeah. I know I know you're there. I yeah, know you we, listen to we the know show. We, we know we got peeps in Texas. If, if all of you... Literally all of you in Texas who listen to the show could write that con mm -hmm. and tell them that they need us there. Yes. Like, that would be rad. We'll be our favorites forever. We will be eternally grateful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to see Yuga Yamada on stage. I know! <laughs> <laughs> like, please! I need, I need to see her live on stage. I need it. Yep, I totally agree. So yes, Please. if you have any connections to Anime Matsuri in uh, Houston, hook it up. Please. Uh, yeah. Uh, we will send you... Exactly, exactly. Tons of swag if you help hook it up. Definitely. Uh, and on top of that, uh, we're definitely getting more... Sailor Moon Crystal, as right. I'm sure you all know at they this point, this is it. literally the exact same time last year that the official <laughs> announcement happened, so I am not surprised, no. but I am very happy, of course. Uh, I'm guessing we will probably get more sometime in May uh, if it's the same as last year. Right. So far, it's, it's been that way. So. Oh, I cannot, 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 cannot wait for this arc to be done properly on I know, screen. Because I'm actually going to watch Outer it. Without Senshi and not just Chibi Yusa. And it's going to be amazing. It's, I'm so excited. It's brand new Sailor Moon for me. I'm going to get to see all this stuff for the first time. Mm, this is such a good story arc. I'm going to read the manga for the first time. It's, it's going to be great. It's, I'm very excited for you to experience this story arc because really it's amazing. It. But you'll probably like Amor Eternal less after you know more uh, about the storyline. Probably. Uh, not to rag on that show. Again, guys, Anime Matsuri and Houston need to go, need to see it on stage. Need to see it. Um, yeah, but uh, that's kind of the big Sailor Moon news, news so that's come out as of late. Uh, hey, if you were at any of our stuff at Anime Los Angeles, thanks. That was a cool time. That was a great time. Yeah, was Everybody fun. was super nice. Yeah, everyone's great. Even when we had technical difficulties, you I guys know. were still really great. Yeah, apparently we were not the only ones that had technical difficulties there. So apparently that projector was very old. All is well. All, it, all, it all worked out just fine. Uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, coming to say hello. And again, uh, if you have conventions in your area that you want us to come to, you should tell them about yeah. us. Write your local anime con. <laughs> And tell them to check out Love and Justice. <laughs> we are inexpensive guests. <laughs> it's true. We really don't need anything else except travel in a room. Yep, and uh, that's it. That's really all. Yep, we we're require. happy. We're happy to come entertain you for simply transportation and lodging, yep. uh, and perhaps a little per diem if that can be swung. Yeah, uh, but you know what? We'll forego the per diem mm -hmm. as long as we get a hotel room. That's very true. That's 
really super true. Uh, yeah, so anything else you want to uh, add, Kelby, before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, I hope that the Sailor Stars musical is as good as this and also crazy and sparkly. Yeah. And uh, I'm really curious to see if they make the Sailor Stars oh, men yeah. turn into girls. I'm very curious, too. Because they did that in the 90s. Yep. So I'm really interested to see yep. what they do with that. Yes. And to clarify, she is talking about the Sailor Stars musical that we're going to watch before the new Sailor Stars Mew comes out. Not the one that hasn't happened yet. Right. The ones that's already... Well, there's multiple ones. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one that's already in existence. Right. The one that Anza is in. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so that's that then. Uh, that'll conclude this episode of Love of Justice, Woo! a serious Sailor Moon podcast. Uh, Kelby, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at Real Feminerdity on the Twitter, as uh, in the genuine article. And then you can find me on Tumblr and Instagram, Feminerdity, one word, like Madonna. Uh, a really fun photo shoot that I helped do makeup for has started to release their images. I'll probably post that on my social media so you guys can see it because I, I do actually do other things <laughs> besides this podcast. <laughs> not that that's not great, but like I swear I do other creative things. Uh, Lola was uh, experiencing a bit of uh, post-con illness today, yeah, so she was unable to join us, but as always, she is at Unwinona, anywhere you find an Unwinona. So Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Uh, I am Emma Fife. I am at Emma Fife. Uh, <laughs> everywhere that you can find an Emma Fife, mostly Twitter and Instagram. Uh, though I do have like an Emma Fife Facebook page that you can like, but it's really just a feed for my Twitter. I yeah, need to be I, I so much know. better about my Facebook page. That. I really don't, um, no. but I really need to, and I promise I'm going to, and there's going to be cool stuff there that you'll want to see <laughs> sometime in 2017. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff, guys. Uh, Steven Universe is coming back this week, so that'll be 9 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, immediately preceded by Voltron, we'll be covering episodes, uh, let's see, Five and six. Yep, five and six of uh, of season two of Voltron. And it's also uh, Bex Taylor-Kloss, who plays uh, Pidge, will be joining us uh, on that Pidge. episode. It's going to be amazing. I'm super excited to have her on the show. Uh, we had Jeremy Shada for the first episode, which was a delight. Jealous. Uh, yeah. Ask him if he likes Sailor Moon. I will ask him if he likes Sailor Moon the next time I see him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, again, if, if everything goes on schedule, uh, hopefully our next episode we will be reminiscing about uh, Eurodin Samurai Troopers, a.k.a. Ronin Warriors, which is now available for you to watch on Crunchyroll. Even if that is not what we end up discussing next week, do yourselves a favor and check that show out. Go ahead and watch it. Because it's amazing and we're going to be talking about it soon. Yeah. Uh, yes. So otherwise, keep your eyes on our social media, Twitter at LNJPod, Facebook, Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast, or you can email us at loveandjusticepod at gmail.com uh, and we'll make an official announcement about what we will be covering next week. Uh, as soon as we can possibly confirm that. Uh, also, um, if you are an iTunes user, we do always appreciate getting feedback in the iTunes store. We do not have any new reviews this no. week, uh, but uh, thank you for your good humor, uh, Gyoza no Hime, who <laughs> <laughs> we did in fact meet at the Jane Austen Ball, and it she was, was very nice. a wonderful time. She's a lovely dancer. I had a great dance with her, and I Me know too. that Lola and Kelby did too. So, yay! Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, we will talk. 
at you again very, very soon. And until then, stay magical. Stay magical. <laughs> I had to do so well. I know. I was thinking, I was like, oh, what well, wasn't I here to ruin it? I know. Huh. It's empty.